West Limerick 102, your community radio station. The following is the podcast of County Views is broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 30th of September 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly... As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening listeners and what a beautiful <coughs> evening it is indeed and you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM this program is called County Views it's going out live now until 11 o'clock and I'm joined by my old friend Tom Ryan he's like the ever right battery he's ever reliable indeed and uh, Christy Kelly another very sound reliable man as well and of course if you want to call in on any topic 0696600 or 0871669800 and Jason Smith that man has been on there for the past hour and a half bringing you fine country Irish music for an Englishman I think he is learning well and developing fast on the Irish country scene and uh, as I said, call in 0696600 any topic you would like to discuss or text 0871669800. We were hoping, or at least I was hoping, if we could get away from some of the usual, but it's very hard to get away with. We had COVID and it looks like it'll be on the agenda for a long time to come. And of course, we have robberies, which are always with us as well. And, of course, something that is always with us also is the need for public toilets in the different towns around County Limerick or indeed Limerick City, for that matter, but we cover the county. And, of course, to keep us on the air, as you know, business isn't what it used to be for many shops and, of course, financial difficulties are with many, many people, including the radio station here itself. And I'd like to thank the generosity of the various people, including Tom Ryan, who has been extremely generous to the station here, and also to the gentleman from S. Keaton, who recently dropped in a hundred euro donation. And just on that line, we have the tickets for sale. And if anybody, as I said, somebody who is listening outside our area, if they would like to stick five or ten or whatever they wish, because it's a community radio station and it is not aided by the state in any way. So we've got to collect and collect and pay our own way to keep on the air. And the tickets are for sale on the 50-50 draw at West with some volunteers who take them, some volunteers don't bother. And of course, if you had really super duper people who were out active, it would make life a lot, lot easier. But you can also buy them at N. Lyons' shop in Abbey Field, Cocklands in Castlemahan, Maloney's Quick Pick shop in Bradford, Sheehan stores here in St. Mary's Road, Patrick Donovan Auctioneer's office, North Quay, the Westest Radio here itself, Norma's Hair Salon, Newcastle West, Alley's Haircut, Salts, Newcastle West, Fiona, Castlemahan, GA, Fringe Hair, Beauty, Market Yard, Newcastle West, and Collins' shop in Ate, McNamara's shop in Glynn, and Hogan's in Glynn also. Minis Centra from Colour, Loris 
top styles in Bridge Street, Newcastle West, Maloney's of Carrie Kerry, and the home store in Tourne of Fuller and special occasions also in Newcastle West. So there's plenty of outlets in Newcastle West. We seem to be missing out in Eskaton for some reason and down that particular side of the country. Can the panel please give their view on the students? Can the panel please give their view on the crowds of students in the streets in Galway? Personally, I feel the media are dead down on our youth of today. They have their lives to live and enjoy their teenage student years. Geraldine Considine. Thank you, Geraldine. And of course, as I said at the outset, anybody who would like to text in or call in, Jason is ready, willing, and able there to take your calls. 069-66200 or 087-166-9800. Can the panel give their views? Christy? Well, I, I, I suppose... So, Cork and Killarney and a few more places and literally many other towns and villages around the country that, that are packed every Saturday night for the past couple of weeks, well, I believe. I suppose the, the young people feel they're immune to the, the virus and it's... Uh, OK, a lot of people say it's a bit like the common cold, but it's far from that. It's it's so contagious and, and uh, even those... Some may get it and it may not affect them too much and they might get out of it but seemingly the after effects are, are, are very very severe and even if a young people a person gets it it's supposed to scar the heart and scar the lungs and everything and long term it, it's supposed to be a, a frightening thing like so down the road I suppose there'll be big issues on this and um, as I said, uh, they seem to be, I suppose, think they're immune to it and they can uh, fight it off and it doesn't affect them, but they're forgetting then they're meeting up with, uh, with the general public, with the, with the older brigade, like through ourselves, and uh, meeting us on, in shops and in the street and passing it on, and uh, it's, it's just... Uh, Horrendous. I, I, of, of course, they have to live their lives, but uh, they want to have a bit of consideration for the public. Like uh, say myself, now I'd, inside in the shop, I'd wear the mask out of respect for everyone else, like to make people comfortable and that, you know, but uh, uh, they don't seem to see uh, any need in it, a lot of, a lot of them anyway. So, it's... Um. Tom, come in. Well, you know that uh, we've been listening now for some time past about the behaviour of of our students, you know, and especially in related related to the college and the university campuses throughout the country. We had it in Cork and we had it in Atlone, Galway and in Dublin and all over the place, you know. And uh, this didn't actually start at all with the, with the COVID. This is going on for years. And uh, especially the behaviour of the students and the freshers and the Carolina universities is an absolute, has an absolute disgrace there over, over the years. And it could have been handled and should have been managed better by by the colleges themselves who have washed their hands and are still washing their hands completely of the, of the this serious problem. And of course in the middle of it all is the famous 
one of my pets to drink his drink and the availability of it and how they can afford it and the amount of it they can, cons- they can consume. And for somebody that has been involved in an awful long time in, with, with younger people and in, in, in the realm of sports in, in, in particular, uh, you know, and looking at it in a, from an overall context of taking it from the, I suppose, the, the, the youth and the young people and uh, their, 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 everyone is concerned about them. We've, I pain my head today listening about the leaving set and all the damage that has been done and, uh, you know, yesterday it was the damage that has been done by them. Today it is the damage that's been done to them. And, uh, you know, like, you'll be really fed up with it because we're told that they're not listening to the media. That I mean the written media or the, the radio, television, that they want to know what's going on. They have their own means of communication and uh, it is like as if they were on a different planet or something or come from Mars or something that they can communicate amongst themselves but we can't communicate with them. So therefore what we have to do is we have to make sure that they conduct themselves and you see this is the problem. There is no sanction. There is no consequence to their actions and to and this really will spread the virus wholesale now that the virus is uh, as Christy has rightly said a lethal, an absolute lethal uh, virus, and no one knows the consequences of of its of its what's going to happen down the road. Even that I know. That mean today the figures are, are high again. Christine and I was just having a chat about there early on about there isn't doesn't appear to be that many people dying. But I don't want to see anybody dying. But certainly, like the figures being hospitalised are rising and rising fast. The, in the, the actual the, the figures in the ICU are rising again. The beds now have been taken up and the deaths will come, unfortunately and tragically. So, like, I mean, it's time to stand up and the people that are bringing in these regulations, because they're not laws, they want to ensure that they're enforced. And these people that are, are breaking the laws, are breaking the regulations, are penalised by f- f- fines or some other sanction. Gentlemen, would you not agree with me that July and August, June, July and August, we were doing reasonably well. Then we had the, the golf episode in Galway with the, the leading members of our society. And then we had our tourism leaders heading off on foreign holidays. We had our MEPs and various ministers going in and going out and not following the COVID what they were told to do they didn't follow the line or toe the line so to speak and I think people just simply what the hell are we doing all these things those other people are doing what they like and it's gone out of order since I'm I'm not a pub person myself I couldn't give a damn if the pubs never opened to be honest about it but I, I feel the way they were shut down and then I suppose they were opened up there was a rush to the pubs and a rush for all of this and there was no moderation there was no Christy I'm after saying to you that we were doing well June, July and August then we had this golf episode of the top of our leading people we had the people over Ireland's tourism holiday at home and all that kind of stuff that were going on with those very same people two of them had to resign because they went off on foreign holidays and we had ministers and MEP ministers doing what they liked and literally from there on I think people lost respect well, uh, well, for the guidance that were being people given. People are probably getting 
weary of the whole thing anyway, and, and it's been blasted out of this every 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 news bulletin now is just all COVID. There's nothing else like, and and people are probably turning off even at this stage because uh, I, I know it's uh, people shouldn't. It's all important, but like that's all we hear: COVID, COVID, and and uh, before it was Brexit, and now it's COVID. Tom, so. do you take my point? Oh, I take a point. Well, Pat, you know, it was a turning point. I think that even well, yesterday uh, I saw me I saw me Hall Martin. Um, on, a, on a, a clip of him on a picture, handing um, to on post the, these leaflets that are being sent out. Now he was standing alongside the, the person, uh, the the postman driving the minibus or the or the van, and there was some other chap alongside him. None of them were wearing masks. So he's the Taoiseach and he, he was only maybe a meter or a meter and a half away from the van, and he wasn't wearing a mask. It's very important, Pat, that example is is given by people, by by those in authority and that are making our laws and that are leading the country. That's that's crucial. They, I mean, the golfing episode was a disgrace, and uh, it showed like that um, the casualness of the whole thing. And it also, I, I mean, the media like have have come down hard on them, and some of them paid a penalty. But it's the general the general example is what you're talking about. You know, that's not being that's uh, not being given. And that well, of course, that's part that goes across the realm of all society in Ireland. Anyway, you know, the people that we that we elect and that we pay well to run the country and uh, you know they actually they forget and they really don't care you know what people think or what people do and they do with whatever suits them and they're well paid highest paid politicians in the world and to be honest about it they, that golfing was a disgrace we covered that but this whole situation about behaviour Pat you see every every incident all it's all comes down to every debate now about about, about the COVID and the actual how to um, how to like offset it and challenge it and defeat it is based on public houses whether they're open or closed. We saw what happened when they opened when they opened the the, the, the public houses that were serving food that was abused we saw then when they opened the wet houses as they call them what happened there it was the same thing it, they couldn't control the people so therefore then the politicians in in Darlene started to complain about I mean the actual experts that are trying to fight this and, and trying to, to, to give us the example and do an advice as to what advice to follow and now they're criticising them and we're all criticised each other and as as the saying goes we're all in this together but we're not all in this together because there's some some people just totally disregard the 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 health instructions we saw at the parties and the houses, the communions, the confirmations, the birthdays. This, it's, this country is saturated in a drink culture, and that is central to the to the to what's happening in the fight against COVID. Drink. We're hearing the word slab there the past couple of days. I think slab when I was young, it was a slab of chocolate or something we used to get yeah. once upon a time. Slab of cheese toffee, I think. Yeah, 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 now you're talking, Tom. Cleaves toffee, slab of cleaves toffee. But now, 
the slabs seem to be containers of beer that they're taking away in huge volume. Yes, yeah. I, 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 for the life of me, uh, they closed the pubs and they started giving out then about uh, having those house parties. There shouldn't be house parties and this, but they left the off licenses open and all the off license aisles and supermarkets open. Surely, be the guy, they should have closed those as well if they were seri really serious about, uh, about well, control. Well, that is the actual. $64,000 question. Why were they not I have asked, well? I have asked several TDs that I know of, not yeah. the ones in County Limerick, yeah. because there's no point asking them. But uh, I have asked other 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 TDs, and they never seem to have raised it even in the doll. But it's only coming to light now, and it's too late. But like, you know? uh, and there are, there are mi there's millions of euros that has to be made by those off licenses. Millions. Not, not, <laughs> not, not hundreds of thousands, but millions. That buy no car, buy no. I heard that. that they can walk into a shop, into a garage, and buy no merc, no bother at all. Pay for pay for by cash. They're raking in money, and also the supermarkets, likewise. And like they're saying, we'll say they're all about the, the asking the guard to police these house parties yeah. and to go to estates and. Uh, uh, find them out and, and, and break up these parties yeah. but it is much easier to close the off licences surely we'll hold that there folks because we'll be discussing that I'm sure please God if we're all alive and well in full minutes time it'll be the same old thing but it is absolutely beyond belief that the off licences were allowed to throw beer out at, at the rate they should have been closed down obviously and it only led people to drink a lot more into house, houses, 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 parties. I think RT this evening had the news to give the strongest line of information which might get through to people where two people came back from a holiday, a foreign holiday. I heard that, Pat, Jim. It went I heard that. And it went yeah. on again to another. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the most effective piece that might get through to, to dummies. Yes, well, I was, I, I was very impressed with it now, and it should have come... Three or four about, but I mean, four or five months ago, you know, they, they, they gave the exact detail on how this is spread. Two people coming back from a holiday from a, from a hotspot, and they, it was all parties, 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 parties after that. And them, I think it was 36 people infected by those two, you know, and that's why, what they had traced, and they were still in the middle of it. But that'll tell you the amount of time and the amount of energy that's going tracing these these people. These irresponsible people, like, and there's nothing else, only irresponsible idiots like. Now Irish people will put up with anything but don't interfere with their drinking. There was house parties taking place in Newcastle West at the height of the pandemic and not all of them were students. No doubt about it whatsoever I think. Uh, very good point. And another text message in here. I will send this text. I send this text from the high hills of the beautiful village of Knock Rowan Conders. You will be delighted to know Pat I'm taking, making slight improvement. I'm glad to hear that as I'm sure many of our listeners Mark, because you're a very valued listener there from since we started indeed with your very interesting and informative texts each week. Thank God so I'm doing going in the right direction. Can the panel please discuss the American President Donald Trump? <laughs> Sorry, that shouldn't be that one right anyway, should I? Can the panel please discuss the American President Donald Trump? I think you're right to first say that. Right, payments. <laughs> Personally I feel his tax returns are pathetic from Mark Tierney Knock Row. I thought he made a very good point uh, Mark, the other night I heard him on something channel <laughs> that he paid very, very little tax because that's what good business people do. <laughs> 
you don't pay tax if you can avoid it, and you pay accountants who will rob you to give you advice as how to avoid it. And when you're caught, then they say, when the revenue come after you and say, well, that doesn't apply, they were incorrect. Uh, oh. Then you're hanging out to dry on your own. Yeah. Okay, I suppose, I don't know how much tax he paid, if he paid any, but we seem to be very hung up. 750 about, euros. Yes, we, we seem to be very hung up about Trump and his taxes and all that. But what about all of the people that are avoiding tax in this country and are, 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 are glorified and they got special treatment during Christy, the COVID Christy, lockdown? Christy, if, you stick to the, if you stick to the point now, Mark, Mark is questioning about Donald Trump's one. Yes, but sure, it, it, it doesn't really matter to us, like it's not costing us anything whether he pays taxes or not. He's, he's, he's the president anyway, and he was elected, so I, I, I would expect he'll be elected again, even though Tom doesn't want him, yeah. but, you know, but, uh, uh, like, going back, as I say, like, there are plenty of people in this country that are paying no taxes, and they're revered, yeah. so why are you picking Donald Trump? Well, I think like that. We we had Taoiseachs here in this country as well, and they were all involved in dodgy dealings and and backhanders and different things. Well, I have to give you Christy. It really doesn't matter to us about Donald Trump, but I mean, he's a he's a world leader, like an unfortunately like leader of the free world. We're told, and that's what that's what you're dealing with. The American people elected him, and and I would nearly at the moment that he'll be re-elected again by the type of people that, that we are living in that we're in America. So we are in, like, looking at people like Donald Trump and looking at the, the men across the water here like we are I mean facing funny and difficult times internationally now that about that and Putin and the Chinese are laughing all the way to the bank and to everywhere you know at the idiots that are running the so-called free world. But the, the situation about the text, you know, is is really a joke, and it shows you it show it, it can show you like what how far like uh, he's really dictator now, like and how far they can go, what they can get away with, and you know you can compare him now. To, you can compare him now the, the the Republican Party in America to the Third Reich. I said they're not too they're not too far removed from it, and I will have to have to agree with Christie that we'd be better off to concentrate and stick to our home patch here where we really need uh, now everyone to pay their tax and pay their fair share of taxes and to be and, and also like to ensure that the revenue uh, treats everybody fairly and you know and that we shouldn't have an elite here that are paying no tax and they are tax exiles and you could call them as well there's another name for that as well tax dodgers to have paid no tax at all and they are elevated beyond up in the, the sky they're, they're, they're actually now they're living and supposed to living in Monaco and Switzerland and Seychelles and all over the world and pay no tax. And the same thing applies to some of our international companies as well, paying very little tax. So we'd be better off here if our revenue concentrated on a fair tax system. Nobody wants to be screwed paying tax, but if everyone paid a fair share, we'd be a lot better off. And we'd have the money then in our, like in our exchequer and, and in our 
to run our country properly, our health services, and our elderly people. We 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 needn't be had to be have them now put down. In fairness to some people who do not pay too much tax, you if no better man than Tom Ryan himself or Christy Kelly to Christy Kelly to analyse it. You can look at various manner and means. Your local county council, how they use all the money they're getting in, or misuse it. I have no doubt whatsoever about it. I could call them out quite a lot of cases. And the government themselves, the abuse of, of monies over the years from all, all kinds of things. We had this the rent and properties that they never even used, paid a fortune for all kinds of things. We had the old thing for the vote and with the Pion Louis and all those kinds of Billions have been lost and squandered. So is it any wonder some people would say, uh, I, I find an alternative way of doing it. But the thing about Donald Trump is he doesn't get credit for anything good that he does. He doesn't take any wages for He doesn't take any payment for his job as president of America. Yes, Christine? Well, uh, I, I, that's correct. Uh, like, I... I, I have several relations in America, and uh, they would all have been Irish American. They're Irish Americans, and and uh, they're they think Donald Trump is the best man that they ever had. And I know I I, I have rela- connections in in places where industries were shut down and they were brought back. So I don't know. He seems to be he appears to be doing good. To Tom Ryan, there you think, and Tom isn't anyway innocent. But you think that all the governments around the world, that, including our own, that are telling us the truth all the time. Well, Pat, you're after ringing, I mean, ringing off there a list, and there's no doubt about it. This program from day one has has actually laid laid bare the exact facts. The truth said the wastage, oh, the wanton wastage that has that has that taken place, like by our successive governments, like, and the incompetence of them, and what has happened in the country with the banks, with our with our accounting and our auditing companies who have act, actually covered up and part taken in those in those unbelievable frauds and squanders and and naked downright robbery of of, of monies like ta- of public monies and the wastage and and but that's all that's that is our own fault like because we we keep electing these people and we keep we we keep them in power and they're, they're just wouldn't compliment they weren't competent to do their job and we could see it even today what who's run the country we don't know who's run the country at, at the moment there's some i always maintain there's, that there's another force there is it the freemasons is running is it the Opus Dei that's running it? There's someone hitting the code that we've elected anyway. The people that they wouldn't pay, run a bad place. It's, it's the people that are not paying the taxes, Tom, I would think. Well, they have, a big, they, they have a bigger say than they should have, Christy, now. A very big say. For sure. And, and because it's, it's all those. We, we, we have seen, we saw a junior minister, he was a former junior minister, a senator. He, he, he resigned this week because he is, he's, he's, he's hand uh, in with the banks at the moment. And, and we already had Brian Hayes. And he was we already have him. And, that. And, and, and Michael Darcy, I think he was the biggest incompetent that I've ever come across. He was an idiot. He was because he, he was his main, he was junior minister in finance, and his main his main job was the insurance industry for the moment. That was he was supposed to be looking after that and straightening it out. Well, I mean, he, he made a fine job of that in team, put into the Senate in by the uh, I mean by Leo Radical, and now he's gone to another to another I mean what you call it crowding in that are, that are going around lobbying for a, a lobbying outfit. Brian Hayes, look at the neck of him. He, and look at the banks what they're doing yesterday. Walk 
Martin Senok, that's more Margaret. And Brian, Brian Hayes was another person that was supposed to have been at the golf gate thing, and it is alleged that he had three um, phone managers with him, and, and they're not being named yeah. who, who they were. Well, you see, and they haven't come clean on that. They're not public figures, you see, and they're private figures, and and, and this is the problem about it, you see. Well, just the, the, mi- the mix, yeah. the politicians and the vulture phones Which and the bankers and the whole It was always different. It will always be different. That, that is, that, that's how the country is run. That's how deals are done. That's how, that's how, the, how, how our laws how, how, how laws are passed. But that's why the people are... And not in a wing job, and I know this, Fla, and it's big business lobbying, and that will that will be the way Tom, it's done. Tom, while you're milking your cows and sweating and maybe getting a wallop of a cow's dirty tail across your jaw, and you'll be thinking that the, the, the honesty of the system where when he gave up his job that he he is not allowed to lobby any government minister during that time. A child of 14 years of age would know that if he had all the contacts, he wouldn't necessarily have to be lobbying himself, wouldn't he? Tell the buyers to get on. This is how you contact A, B, C, and D. The innocent and the stupidity of the treatment. Beyond belief. Yeah, that has happened, you see, like, I mean, and and that goes, these are, as, if, as, as, as Trump would say, this is fake news. You know, these people, like, are there, they have a huge influence on, on all weak legislators. If you are a man of integrity and you're, you're, you're running a country, you're in a, a department and you're head of that department you're in, and you're a minister or you're in, you're in the actual open the chamber of, 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 of a democracy, then it's your duty. People died for that. People were, were died on hunger strike. They were hung, drawn and quartered and there were every kind of abuse perpetrated on them by the British and their system, and they all were, that was their aim, that we were a free country run by decent Irish people. And look what we've got for the last nearly, say, 100 years, because you go back a long way, and we blame politicians now. In the 50s and 60s, we saw the scandals, we saw we saw the unbelievable carry-on. Like, I mean, it's the same the two parties, Tom, that are there the whole time. Well, it's the same two parties, but those parties are made up of people. They are, but people, and those people are being voted in. I mean, a party is, is a party. The actual party consists of people. It's like a team. A team is made up of fifteen people, like, and and like those are. That is the problem. We need people of integrity and leaders. But it doesn't seem to be the the people that are elected at all. Their role is the, all these advisors, and who are these advisors? Yeah, naturally. And we have advisors to advisors. Mm. It is so, 10 o'clock for listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station. If, and this program is called County Viewers, going out until 11 o'clock from half past nine on this Wednesday night. Repeat it tomorrow evening, Thursday from 7 o'clock to half past eight. If you want to call in, this program is live, as I said, 0696600 or text 0871669800. And we'll go to an ad break and we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 30th of September 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. My name is Pat O'Donovan. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, broadcasting Newcastle West. I'm joined tonight by Tom Ryan and Christy Kelly and his county views and your views. We would love to hear from you on any topic whatsoever. And Mary from Abbey Field was on about a public toilet in Abbey Field. Public, I've commented myself over the past number of months and years about public toilets in different parts of... And I was only out of Europe in Europe once. But in France, Normandy area of northern France, a lot of the towns and villages you went into, you had the old-fashioned toilets with plenty of jazz fluid. And we had them here in Newcastle West. There was one across the road from the church, a toilet, ladies and gents, one on each side. Some genius decided to put a green patch there instead and demolish it many years ago. Gary McMahon, the late Gary McMahon, famous Gary footballer for the fastest goal scored of all time in an All-Ireland final. He was always on to me and on about this title in Newcastle West. I think it just cost 25000 per year. That was a loss to the county council. I haven't heard of any county council picking up in it in recent times. But it cost a fortune and of course we all heard the story of the lady who went in. One, one lady was coming out. She had a chat with her coming out but she held her hand on the door keep it open to save herself to 50 pence and she went in. She sat down to relax and then the automatic washer came on and then the door was open. <laughs> she was exposed to the world. Anyway, that doesn't make the people of Abbey feel happy, or many people in Newcastle West, especially nowadays, where nobody wants to let you into any toilets, any place, private or public. Well, I, I, it's, a, it's a, an absolute disgrace that there are in public toilets in, in our, our towns uh, around the place. They were, they were there and they were taken away. And as you said, these automatic ones are... 25 cents ago and it will take about 8 minutes once you go in until you come out and it's ready again it's, it's about 8 minutes before the next person can go in like and if you were to work it out over over a day they, they'd hardly collect 30 quid even if, was, if people were queuing up for it and and it's costing I, I heard the figures of up to 40,000 a year to service these toilets when I ran for the council on the two occasions it was an issue I raised and uh, the councillors don't seem to be doing anything about it uh, a, a, a local councillor there a couple of years ago said that he wouldn't uh, support a budget if if, it, if there wasn't an allocation of, of funds for a toilet in his town now, he has supported many budgets since, and the toilets aren't still there. 
and as a childless man, Tommy. Oh. And oh, especially now, yeah. now in the, in the, in this epid- this pandemic at the moment, it's it's another disgrace altogether because people can't go into restaurants or pubs or nothing now for to go to the toilet, and it's unfair on on premises anywhere that uh, people go in out of the street and use their toilets. There should be a public facility there. We're paying enough taxes to yeah. to, to have that there. And okay, they say they might be vandalised and different things, but like you can look, you can see them in different places. There's one in Castle Island that's well kept. I see one. There's one in Killarney there in a, in, a, in a car park, and it's 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 well kept and maintained. And uh, with the new situation with the virus, people will not allow you into any toilets. Yeah. And I was in Trudy recently having lunch, and to go to the toilet, they give you a special code, so you have to go to the. Count they expect the tourists then to come in and, and yeah. have nowhere to go. Yeah. But sure, look, we've been debating the, this and you know here on the program for since we started about the, the public communities that are and the facilities that, that are, are gone out of out of all our towns, small towns and medium towns and big towns. Let me make sure there's no there's practically no public height in Limerick. And uh, we were depending on businesses, hotels and public houses and places like that to provide the facilities for people. It's an absolute disgrace and it's a bigger disgrace on our public representatives who are, it's that, you know, we we were here before the election and we saw like some dishing out money to this and that and all the money that they had for the, for the by the votes that elected them. And, you, you know, the people, the public needs services, but I don't, I really don't hear any complaints about it. Nobody appears to be complaining, only um, giving out maybe amongst themselves. But sure, it, 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 is, there, is there any councillors talking about it? I don't hear, I don't see any don't reports anyway. And it is, there, there are million, millions of euros being, being, being budgeted by the council for services every year. But you see, again, I suppose the reason that was given, and we look at both sides of the equation here, that it was they were becoming areas of kind of uh, no-go red light areas and no-go areas and things like that. That's that's what happened as well. But that's about management. That's about the council's fault. As I mentioned Castle Island. There's a beautiful one in Castle Island. I won't say toilets are beautiful, but it was well-kept, well-maintained, Killarney the same. I've seen him in several places and, and there's Tom, no reason why they can't be in the Tom is just after saying he didn't hear any politicians giving out about it, which would kind of insinuate that politicians would represent something that is obvious. I have passed the Redkeel County Council offices on an almost daily basis for many, many years and there is a seat that people are expected to sit on outside it for many, many years and it is completely rotten the back of it timber falling apart outside the county council offices there are monthly meetings or whatever the county council staff the county council so it is just beyond belief that people in those positions both represented and and implied would pass something like that and then they have a so-called tidy towns association absolutely appalling now has any of the panel seen the public meeting with dr dolores cahill on the 22nd and 920 corruption awareness ireland very informative norm is anyone familiar with that one? Dr. Lars Cahill is. Yes, I have. I have. Uh, I have uh, seen it. Yes, I have seen it. And she seems to be 
No, she seems to. Whether you agree with her or disagree, this is corruption. I don't know this. Yes, but it, it has to do with the COVID, um, the virus, the coronavirus, and she would. She's a. She's a. She's a professor. She's into immune immunology and all these viruses, and she's seems to be a very experienced person, and she's willing to talk talk anyway and present her case, whether you can go along with it or not. I don't know, but she seems to be very. She's very strong in what she says, and uh, the thing what is, does she, she say? She's basically. For those who didn't she's hear. Well, she's more or less calling it a flu, like like everything, like all the other flus, and she goes through a series of all these different flus and how they progress and how, how they disappear and they come back and they disappear and and, and it is a continuous circle of viruses and, and uh, she basically wants us to get on with it. Like She's anti-mask as well, I think. She, she probably she? would be, like, but um, listening to her, she's very strong and forthright. But you can be very strong and you can... Sorry, just one sorry. moment. What, what, I, what I would like to happen is the likes of her be brought in and debated with the others and 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 and, let her, and call her out once and for all and let them see whether what they can make of her. Well, arguing about it like isn't going to help. Uh, but she uh, doesn't argue. She not, yeah, well, she's putting forward strong arguments there, like, and it's not a flu. You know, that's well accepted by the World Health Authority and by any of the experts that are talking. I mean, why should it be called it? Uh, why should she say it's a flu? It's not a flu. It's a lethal, ab- absolute lethal virus that we haven't seen before. Anyway, and, and you can see the actual amount of money that's been spent in energy and energy and, and the professionalism trying to get a, in trying to get a vaccine. But like, if reason. And we actually mentioned it here in the program some time ago. I think it's about maybe two two months ago or maybe longer. Uh, if people had, be, if it had been explained in more detail as regards the damage that has been done, that's happening now. People are coming forward. People that had the virus and survived that didn't die, and and have survived. The damage has been done to their lungs, to their hearts, to their whole system. They're, they're, they 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 have no energy, and you know. So this is. Is, this is, I think, myself, like, and, and I know nothing about it, only what I'm kind of trying to gather, like, from, from different different areas. But it's it's been really and truly, the, the consequence of it down the road, if, uh, first of all, if you even forget about the economic cost of it, because we will never, we'll never get into that. But the actual damage to people themselves, they, when young people know that are, you know, that, that are now, that think that are immune from this, they can do no damage. But what's going to happen when they go looking for mortgages, when they go looking to get health insurance, when they go looking for uh, for insurance and for the whole lot? And people will say, had you recovered? Uh, did you ever come across that? It's a bit, I'll tell you, the, the actual areas that this is going to affect and nobody, I think, even have started to think about them. But he, I, I don't even know where we're going with it because uh, I, I can't see it dying out. And if it doesn't die out, are we going to continue with this? Because yeah, we say we have a flu. We have a flu every winter, for instance, if you want to call it a flu. And we have People a va- die from the and flu. we have a vaccine yeah. for the flu. We have, yeah. And I know th- this is more lethal. Yeah. We'll hold and that one there. What's folks. going to happen? We, we'll yeah. hold that one. Uh, another fan of Tom Ryan's here. Uh, 
Has any of the panel, I give that from Norma S and down along then, Norma, whether you're the same, Norma or not, I know not. I, hello, Pat, I listened to your Wednesday night show most weeks. It is very informative, but tonight I had to take sin as I am disappointed in your weekly panelist, Tom Ryan, comments last week on the show about public servants. Tom is dead down on, on us public servants. Does Tom not realize the hours we put into our jobs, our jobs from Norma, a disillusioned public servant in it here? Why are you disillusioned, Norma, if you're a public servant? I thought you had all the benefits of the state going with you and all things like that. There wouldn't be any reason to be disillusioned. You know something, Pat? I often think here, like, there's people, these people, last week was someone about the, about the single farm payment that I was doing in farmers. This week is about down in the, in, in the, in the public sector and the public, and, and the pubs. And Donald Trump. And Donald Trump. I don't see any of them coming in here, and then I used to sit down here and they explain their case, and that would take the IFA and Tagus and all the agencies that are there and the G and all of them. I don't see anyone coming in there. You, no. you said, Christy, that, that it should be debated, these issues. Tom, after you're making the point now, and apart from Norma here, Tom, I, I think that's when I was looking for text message there earlier on. We would really love to have those people to contact me there as, uh, myself for the station here or 0696600. We'd really love to have you in, folks. We, we get it is nice to have new people all the time. But apart from the ordinary people, as you mentioned about all these organisations, the farmers' organisations, all the things, they're all out there. And yet no one must take their nose up even to come in to advise their members of what's going on on any topic or defend the topics or appeal. They don't well, yes, that's all. the point I'm making, Pat. I mean, yeah. when they were stopped below in the beef factory in yes. Red Key. Or did it? Yeah, numbers that time, but yeah. they, 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 they all disappeared again as fast. Yeah. And the likes, if, if the likes of town myself then starts talking about that that stuff we're only described as cranks yeah well all we are. look let us let them let them describe us whatever they like it, it, the program is about a debate it's about issues and it's about opinions and that's all we can give but the actual the point i made last week i'm not against the public sector at all we need the public sector and uh, they have come in like i mean what do we need all of them that's there like is another thing and the cost factor and and they're their salaries and their pensions and the conditions that they have, you know, uh, is an absolute disgrace. When you compare it, if you have to look at this in comparison, the people that there, there are hundreds of thousands of people out there in jobs that can't get mortgages now. Won't be if if you went into the bank for a mortgage, you were working at the moment in the in the retail industry. They nearly called it that called the cards. And and if you're a public a public servant, the only area in the public sector does not that is actually, I think, uh, being disgracefully treated at the, our army and navy. Other than that, they're in gilded jobs. They can get all the actual conditions they want. They can retire early. They have unbelievable pensions that you can't actually compare with the private sector. And that's what I see. We have a very unequal society here, and it's getting unequal by the day. And nobody wants to talk about that, you see. And these people like, are in a privileged position, and a lot of them don't treat the public well, an awful lot of them. In, in recent times, Matt McSherry, who is a member of our legislature and a very popular and, and a very, a very uh, popular member of of Fianna Fáil and and the Dáil, has criticised openly 
to work things about. And my dealings with a lot of them, my personal deal, and I do have a lot of dealings with, in, with agriculture. I spoke to one today, actually, a vet that, that, that was, you know, you can apply now, the, the Department of Agriculture now and the Veterinary Service is filled with vets. Handy jobs, huge money, huge pensions, and all they're doing is, all they're doing is an actual fact, I'd say, making things life harder for the misfortunate farmer out there that's trying to keep, make a living. These are privileged people, and they want to, re- they want to recognize that. Now, we'll hold that one there. Norma, I don't know, does that make you feel better or does it make you feel worse? Uh, actor James Dean, famous actor and heartthrob of the 1950s. He was in the film Rebel Without a Cause. He was killed in a car crash on this day in 1955, age 24. That's just a piece in the back of the examiner. But what I was really going from the back page of the examiner, I would read it out. And I think the Gardaí are doing fantastic jobs in recent times, especially the cab department with the amount of raids that they have made. A gang specialising in ripping off the elderly with exorbitant bills for shoddy or non-existent roofing and gutter jobs has been hit by the Criminal Asset Bureau cab. <coughs> the cab froze almost 140,000 in bank accounts linked to a county Kildare-based gang and seized 3,500 in cash. It brings to almost 110,000 in cash denied to the leaders of this outfit, with the previous cash seizures carried out by Gardaí over two years. Four homes, one business premises were searched by the Bureau in Newbridge. A father and son are the main targets of the operation. The four homes raided belong to people linked to each other. The cab was backed up by the armed guard, local detectives and customs sniffer dogs. A statement said the criminal assets Bureau conducted search operation in Newbridge for residents. It said that as part of the operation, funds $31,38,000 were restrained in three separate bank accounts, 3500 cash to cab statement said the search operation targeted assets linked to a gang involved in guttering installations and roofing repairs, primarily in the greater Dublin area. The individuals concerned target the vulnerable and the elderly today marks significant development in the ongoing investigations. It said, that, it said that a previous search targeting this gang had resulted in 103,000 cash being seized. The operation was carried out by Gardaí attached to NACE in July 2018. It is understood this network has been carrying out its trade in the wider Dublin area for years. This gang is one of a number of family-based networks operating around the country, scamming people in relation to bogus property. They included oh, one outfit targeted by cab in recent years is believed to have earned millions from its scams in a major search operation county carry. The Bureau seized the stolen caravan and nine vehicles. They included two BMW X5s, three 5 Series BMWs, Mercedes and Audi A4, Volkswagen Passat values close to 500,000. Officers also seized jewellery worth 100,000, including Rolex and Cartier watches. In that operation, officers so said the gang based around two families connected through marriage targeted people who were vulnerable to intimidation handling over cash was demanded from them often before any work was done. Gentlemen and listeners, I'm sure you're all quite familiar with that one because we've been hearing it and hearing of it and I'm aware of cases myself over many years, Christy. Yeah, well, like, 
I don't know of any reputable uh, tradesperson that goes from door to door to looking for work. You would basically have to go looking for him and, and maybe lucky to get him if he, if he mightn't be available. And like I would advise any anyone that may not know of a, we'll say a tradesperson, be it be a painter, a builder, a block layer, whatever, if they went to the local hardware shop they, and asked the, the staff inside in the hardware shop, could they recommend somebody? They would recommend somebody because they, they, those people are, would but be going Christy, in and out every Christy, day. Christy, so, and, and ignore the people that Christy, I think bands. you're missing the point. Those people that have been scammed didn't need any repair work done. They weren't looking for any repair work done. These people called to their houses to tell them there's a leak in the roof, to tell them there's slates off, and that's what we hear most of the time. No, you know? but like, I don't know why people aren't trying to wise up to that or why families aren't wising up their, we'll say their parents or their... To, to, to be aware of all this stuff, like it's it's happening, it's it's happening. It seems to be happening the whole time. All the time. But your past, you could you could set this to music, like and you could nearly into the, in, in Eurovision. How long how long are we sitting here, like and how long are we listening to these to these scam artists that are parading that are raiding the country and cross border cross country borders? They're in every town. In, in, they're in every town in this country, and, and it's an absolute disgrace. Now, I mean, the cab, look at the investigation that the cab had to carry out there uh, for the minuscule amounts of money, like, that is told. I know, in actual fact, if they follow the money trail, they probably won't even. They're waiting two years for it to come to court. You know, when the local sergeant and the local guardian and the, the local commissioner should be able to sort out all these. We all know who they are. They're driving around in, in new cars. They're intimidating people, in absolute, in absolute terrorizing people and robbing people as well. So I mean to say, like, this is well known. Oh, we, we have a guard force. We have a... a, a we have detectives. I mean, that should be able to refer these and check them and see and, and see where they got the money. Tom, I've got to inter- I've got to interrupt you, Tom, because I've got a text in here on my own phone, and it's an urgent message. It's one worth reading anyway, and it says. It amazes me that the public did not elect Christy Kelly when he ran for the council. He is such a genuine man and is clearly concerned about his locality. We need to rise above party politics from Joan in Drumcolor. Thanks, John. You've got, a, well, you've got a, one fan anyway, Christy. One, uh, I haven't too many, to be honest. And so. John and John Callagher could have said the same thing about Tom Ryan. That's for sure. Well, the, uh, yeah, well, the thing about it is, Pat, uh, we appreciate that. It's a bit late in the day now for, for that, I mean, Christy. Right. We, we, uh, like, we were proposing here and supporting Christy. There's, we, there's no denying that a genuine man that, that had really a great, he had a great manifesto and he was going to print work but like everything else we that didn't happen that's the public that's the, that's politics and you have to you have to grin and bear that but getting back to what we're talking about Pat, we've seen we have seen like serious criminal activity and throughout the whole country up the midlands in limerick limerick city limerick county every town and we have seen old people being elderly people being intimidated being robbed of their money we are listening to scams every every day on different programs and we don't hear much about this in the doll we don't they're, they're all talking about fighting crime but you have to fight crime like like you have to have the, the 
the, the metaphor freight frame. And these people are still, I know that things are, aren't as well overseas or they're not getting on so well in America or in Germany or even as far as Australia. They're all back in, in dear old Ireland. And we'll have more and more of this if, if people and if our police force and if our, if our politicians don't take a stand against them. Because there's no good reading about CAB, about how they actually they, they confiscated 100,000. When there are hundreds of millions, like, they should have been confiscated. These people are living in mansions. They have no, they, have, they, have, they don't appear to have any any income, they're all, the, the most of them are on state services, they're, they're on state, they're being paid like by the state, hundreds of thousands of, because they all have, have well, you know, they're all well established, I'll say, in every sense of the word. They appear to have no regard for law and order, and, you know, they can do what they like. Ken, but if we look at our politicians this minute, they're, they're above in the convention centre. Uh, 30,000 a day it is costing us to stage the doll above in the convention centre. But that's not true. We're talking but, about it, but it's a waste of money. It, it, it's it, a waste it, of money, it, but it, that's it, not true. It's blatant. Yeah. It's in front of their eyes. It's, it's their creating. We're that. talking about criminals here. I know, but... We're talking uh, about criminals that, that are intimidating our, ourselves. And we've all exa- we've all found examples of them. But I, I, we need to be elderly. We need to be on our own. We have we found these people operating... operating in, in in really strong gangs like and family controlled so I mean like we have to tackle those they can't be low but as you say Tom they're known who they are they're known who they are and, and, and they're still they can still operate with impunity so what what kind of a, of a law have we here? What kind of a justice system have we here? Like, and they give free legal aid if they're caught. Exactly, and I mean Pat knows that. Like, yeah, we've we've actually spoken about it here often enough. Yes, indeed, and of course I would say that if I'd had the, the, the moment of silence, the punishment Tom is a joke. There's no deterrent in the punishments on most things. Otherwise, we wouldn't have repeats, repeats, and free legal aid. And it's only a circus, uh, a circus uh, There's only, uh, in this country, look, in this country, it's like the t- where we spoke about taxes. Taxes are for, the, are for like, if Trump is, you couldn't disagree with him. Because people that pay the taxes now appear to be treated as fools. People that keep the law and try to do things right are being the people that are intimidated. We saw people with the cars being taken off them because they hadn't, uh, they were taking the youngsters to school and they and uh, that didn't up all that. That's all. That's, that, no, that's, that's known as the yeah. easy touch, Tom, the easy touch. I, exactly. I agree with you, Pat, 100% the easy touch. So when are we going to stand up and say, look, we want them, we thought that we got a commissioner down from the north. He was outside of the realms of the political system here and that we would see changes. Okay, we have seen changes, I suppose, to a point with the cab, but they're not effective enough. There should be profilers in every in every county to target these people and there should be no delay. You know, we're waiting for some of them are under investigation for five years. For five years, I mean for five years, like I mean, that have scammed millions of people, that have intimidated hundreds of people, and some people would even have died. Like in the meantime, with these crooks and gangsters, and we all know who they are. And any of them, they're all driving massive new cars, the same with the drug gangs, the same thing, we stand by and let them, let them run right. Did you ever hear of any of them having a tax audit, Christy? Not really. No. <laughs> like Tom and myself. Yeah. No, they're probably drawn the door, I suppose, a lot of them. You know? Probably Tom, but they are. Yeah, that's it. Mm. 
but now we have another item there. Uh, I'll take Mike and Kilmanic, another loyal listener indeed. I had one there from Gary Spillane. Where did he go to? Even uh, well, uh, well it, it, it bugs me every day. We'll say six months ago we had uh, the closure of the Garda station here in Newcastle West. With uh, there was ministers and all. You swear to us, something big that was actually opening. Yeah, and yeah, they we, closed we the Garda station. And I think you commented that already. They moved a couple, a couple of doors down then yeah. and rented it, and nothing has happened to the Garda station. It's still the same fiddle. <laughs> you know, this is the Gary Spillane, man. I, 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 I nearly lost him there in the system. Been wasted there. If you could pick a teacher, who would it be? We need special. We need special advisors when you put teachers in charge of huge government departments with massive budgets. What do you think will happen? Politicians are in the fog of incompetence. Brendan in Gary Spillane. Brendan, you must be high up in the hill in Gary Spillane if you're receiving us that far yeah. over, I think. Yeah. And of course, we have often commented on that when we had, I think, the last government there had a man onto me. We had a minister for children with no children, we had a minister for agriculture with no land, and we had a minister for so on and so on. And the minister for finance had no bank account, and uh, he was, a, and the minister for industry was never working in his life. But we read out, but, read out but, but the where text again. Yeah. Like, uh, sure, it's an interesting text. I read it out yeah, again. It's, well, it's all, they, they have they have advisors, advisors. Like never before, there's more advisors. You think you're electing a, a TD to the doll, and so he must have ten advisors to go with it. If you could, if you could pick a teacher, who would it be? We need special advisors when you put teachers in charge of huge government departments with massive budgets. What do you think will happen? Politicians, they're in a fog of incompetence. We all know da, 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 da. Yeah. We all know who these gangsters are, but we can't name them because we will be called racist. No name and location. Well, Pat, as regards the, the, the one from Gary Spillane one, I suppose, yes. I mean, looking at it, look, looking, we are very short of um, of people at the moment, don't we, people that are, that are really and truly independent-minded. I'd say a man that I think that I'd like to see in, in, in a major role in the country would be John McGuinness of Fianna Fáil, you know, and uh, I think that, um, you know, the actual situation about everybody, you see, everybody, the most of the doll, like, contains teachers, it auctioneers, which, Tom, you know. Uh, after after you insult an auctioneer, I have to hold you there because yeah, we're going go over the half tin mark and oh, Jason is sticking, sticking yeah. fingers up there with yeah. me. No so we'll, we'll go to an ad break and we'll be back to you shortly. <laughs> County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 30th of September 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
Welcome back, listeners. And we have another message there from our old friend. I'm, I think I'm safe enough and call her our old friend. <laughs> Hi, Pat and Tom. Marvellous show there again. And nice to hear Christy Kelly back. And yes, indeed, it's so sad to see the young people behaving so bad in this awful virus. And I have to put in my own sentence in there after that. It was equally awful bad to see the old folks, the leaders of our country, behaving awfully bad as well. But please God, we all can do so. Please God, all we can do is hope and pray it will end soon and everyone get back to normal. And as long as my Tom keeps safe, I don't give a sh <laughs> how anyone else gets on. And we'll all be okay. Ha, ha, ha. And as always, a big kiss for him, Polly the Port. A wonderful, wonderful lady. So keep safe, Polly. Keep in and let no, you, let, let no one into your house. And Polly is an, is an example to everybody. She's been cocooning now since March. And she's a wonderful person. Like, and she's in communication with, with everybody. But she's, she's really, if, if, if everybody behaved like Polly, well, then we wouldn't have the problem we have today. So anyone that comes, Polly, turn on the hose and them. <laughs> to, to, to spray them down. Back to get Brendan and Gary Spillane. If you could pick a T-shirt, who would it be? We need special advisors when you put in teachers in charge of huge government departments with massive budgets. What do you think will happen? Politicians are in fog of incompetence. Now, well, folks, as you were saying, Tom, before I so rudely interrupted you. No, Pat, you're, 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 you know, we have to put out the ads as well. But, um, you know, this is this has raised its head now, like, uh, in recent times as well, where, where you have ministers. And, you know, I suppose, like, people that are really not familiar with the, with the territory that they have been put in charge of. You know, it's it's a big calling for to be in charge of, of, a, of a ministry and part of a government. And it's part of a management structure. And, you know, the amount of, of uh, advisors now that are there and who they are, we don't know who they are. We, we know what they've been paid, millions. And now the junior ministers also have advisors. And isn't it pathetic like that people that really haven't the competence or haven't the knowledge of, of an area are in decision-making positions? And I can't, I can't figure that out. I mean, you know, that, that how, like, it shows then the amount of influence that our department officials have and our secretaries of the, of, of the, different, the different departments and the assistant secretaries and all these, these titled individuals that are there, faceless people as well. And we know that, but we know they've been paid a lot of money with big pensions and they can, been, they can, they can move around as well whenever they like and they can retire at an early age. So, I mean, the whole thing is an absolute... How it actually has survived at all is a miracle. You know, that's what... Because a lot of our, of our ministers... I mean, the Minister for Education now, I mean, to be put into a department that you know nothing about, absolutely nothing how a department ran, you weren't even even familiar with the procedures or the protocols because she wasn't in the dial only her, her first... You know, and, and that has happened time and time and time again. Because why? Of the actual, the code maybe, of the, you know, the, the, the mandates and the, we have to have so many women now and this. And it's all, it's all a mess in my book anyway. I can't understand what's happening at all, you know. Well, the, this uh, COVID epidemic, we'll say, or uh, pandemic, whatever you call it, really showed it up to me, like, uh, as, to, as to what our ministers are actually doing, because it was quite obvious they weren't making any decisions on 
on this themselves and they were waiting for advice and and like taking it further it appears to be the same with all the other departments uh, um, I, uh, there was a quote there from a, a junior minister there during the week, uh, last week and she had uh, and, uh, and, uh, more advisors appointed to her we'll say and she was asked the question why why these advisors well she basically said she wasn't capable of doing the job herself now so, there's another message in here so and it's incredible it stuff another one uh, for Tom Ryan I agree with Tom. It's rare enough. Now, Tom, you get someone agreeing with me. Please agree with me. Well, thank God there's someone out there that agrees with me. I agree with Tom. John McGuinness would be my choice, a man who can think for himself. Joan from from Drumcaller. Joan is on the ball tonight. But the, the strange thing, all of these ministers and junior ministers at the election time, when they're debating before the election, they have all the answers. And there's no advisors with them. They're just speaking for themselves. But suddenly when they become ministers and junior ministers, they have this plethora of, of advisors at, at an enormous cost. And this time, this period where they were appointing extra ministers and giving them pay rises, and then the people on their knees at the moment, so many have lost their jobs and uh, we'll say they were forced out of work. Christy, to cut that comment, the whole thing a bit short, I think they have no choice only to get a load of advisors because they're not familiar with the jobs they're doing and it seems to be more and more a requirement every day in that. Con Crimin called is Leinster House of Glorified Council Chamber, loss of sovereignty since the Second Lisbon Treaty, politicians committed treason, loss of the punt, now the euro, please discuss Con. And hello, Patton Panel. I send my second text from the beautiful hills overlooking the beautiful village of Knockrow. Thanks for your good wishes, Pat, for my health. Indeed, they are very genuine indeed, and hope you'll be back with us again soon. And out and about, it will be all allowed out and about. Can the panel please give their view on this news today? An investigation has been launched by the Control and Auditor General Seamus McCarthy, and over 10,000 euros has been spent on cooking fillet steaks, fillets of lamb and rib rose for prisoners in jail. This money has been spent by the prison authorities in 2019, which invoices show were used for cooking classes for inmates. It also shows luxury catering, chocolate being purchased. Also, the prisoners made over 1 million euro profit in tuck shops in 2019. Each prison operates a tuck shop facilitating the purchase of a range of confectionery, cigarettes, soft drinks and toiletries. Some of this spending was not found to be in accordance with prison service procedures. Now, Pat, I personally, I have to say, I'm a massive fan of good fillet steak and well able to cook it in the frying pan. And I have a fierce sweet tooth for the chocolate sweets, but this is a totally great that prisoners are getting this treatment with food gone out the days of bread and water and prisoners. Pat, I'm feeling better already and I'm looking forward to a nice juicy sirloin steak with an onion when I'm better. I send Con Crimin off to you with that. I think Con is a good man when he's at the frying pan. Now, of course, I suppose, Mark, that is very much related to our discussion about the scams, the robberies, and God knows we could go on for an hour and a half about all of the types. And of course, one thing that wasn't mentioned there by the two lads was all the amount of scams coming through the computer, coming through telephones and bank scams, every kind of a scam. And there doesn't seem to be a whole pile of people being caught for it. Indeed, there seem to be freelance doing what they literally like. But, but Pat, you know, to try to that, you see, the one aspect of this that appeared to have escaped the, the public and the, the media 
you know, and you, you, you were talking about scams. We talked to the banking scam and the banking collapse was the biggest scam, like, I suppose, ever perpetrated in any country, like, outside of Uganda or one of them. And is the actual oversight by our professionals, by our accountants and auditors, no one. I mean, these companies who are paid, who are, I, I believe, I think, no, I could be wrong about this, but I, I, I think that, that they have to uh, they have to sign pledges or something like that, that before you can become an auditor and accountant. And even t- down to this day, the professionals that are there returning and auditing the accounts of these banks, number one, I, I didn't hear any of them being brought up in the public, I didn't hear them being brought up before. But your cab should be brought into Dimley. That's the, that's the crowd that should be, that should be like investigated by cab. What kind of fiddling were they doing? And that is happening all the time. As we speak here, there's figures being returned there to the, to the revenue and they're all caught. And us and 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 this is this is another huge scam. And until until the professionals are called to order and made account for what happened, you know. But what do they do? They change their names. Now they have they have different names, and they're all back working with the government again. The most of them robbing the government, like charging them maybe three and four or five hundred, maybe eight hundred euros an hour for advice. The developers that went out of business and all that, they were advising the government in NAMA. Yes, of course. Look at the NAMA scandal. I think back to Mark Tierney's text there, and that's one it highlights, as I said, we were talking about the scams and the robberies and fellas doing all kinds of things. And the sentences, number one, are very, very poor. They're not a deterrent. But when they're in the jail, it's, it's nearly like some people say it's a university for priming them for, to be more qualified and committing crime when they come out. But in the olden days, it was bread and water. I mean, you went into jail, you know about it, and you want things to go back in there again. But uh, I would imagine with that setup, you you wouldn't mind going back in there again. I think they used to say about the travellers long ago that they used to always rob something or do something coming at this time of the year so as they'd be put into jail for the wintertime. They didn't want to be out camping inside the road in the wintertime. Do you ever hear that, gentlemen? Yes, we heard that, all right, but sure. Back in the old not, days. Let alone travellers, others as well, to be honest. That they didn't have a living accommodation or whatever, did somebody get them into jail for the winter? But you see, this is, like, um, um, how often, Pat, have we discussed here, I mean, the sentencing, like, I mean, for serious crime, you know, for, and, uh, it, you know, it, it can, it, it can differate from, from different judges, you know, like, and it's, not, and that is the, that is the problem, like, what, you know, I mean, we often say the guards aren't doing their job, and then they carry out a big investigation like that when they're the cab, that takes time and time and time in order to get a proper, to get a proper case and get a proper file completed by the DPP to present it to a judge. And then he looks at it and he says, ah, well, no, this isn't, you know, we had a case of it there, there was appeal there last week, where the case appealed. And um, for a judge that was after, I think he, he was after giving a suspended sentence over a, ser- a very, very serious situation. And you see, then when the, we have the John Lanigans of this world, then the ex-governor of Mount Jai, he's all for treating people, you know, like these are good people, there's a a good person and every bad person and all this, you know. But I mean, what about the victims? 
What about the people that, 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 that these crimes have been perpetrated on? That about them? But sure, we, had a, we have a general minister in the county that uh, lobbied, uh, well, he, 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 he plead, pleaded with a judge for leniency for a drug dealer. Yeah. They were going back a few years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, I remember that. But sure, this is, this is really the problem. He, like, he's he, I, so he's I mean, elevated to junior ministry you now. That, that situation there that Martini, like has, has, has raised now, and it's not really been raised by the, by, by the control of the general, is it? Yeah. And uh, it's an absolute disgrace for to have, have that kind of money and that kind of facilities to these criminals that have perpetrated unbelievable crimes like an ordinary decent people who are left to suffer the consequences for the rest of their lives. There's another text message here. Can the panel please give their views on this news announced this week? Council halts rollout of extra CCTV in Limerick. Limerick City and County Council will not be expanding its network of CCTV cameras in the absence of long-term funding. It has been confirmed currently the local authorities are spending more than one million a year to operate and maintain hundreds of cameras locations in the city and in several towns and villages. While there is a demand from the local councils and community representatives to have cameras installed at additional locations, the council says it cannot commit to installing any new cameras. At a meeting of the Deverett Keel Municipal District Director of Service, Caroline Corley, informed the councillors the current network of cameras will not be expanded in the near future. Personally, I feel this is very disheartening, especially for rural crime, which is constantly on the rise, from Sarah Hogan, Abbey Field. Same thing again yeah but your party isn't that isn't that like the, isn't that the, is, that's like the actual how we spoke about, about the toilet facilities you know the, 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 the amenities isn't that the work and of the councillors that you can't have if, if, if you're elected like there to take it, 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 it's a ministry it's a mini doll it's local the local government you go in there and you have then you have a, an official an officer, an official of the council come out there and say we have we we're not going to do it because we haven't the money to do it and sure, I mean, what do you do then? Say, okay, thank you very much. That's, that's all right. We'll leave it at that. So I mean, it's, it's their job to insist on CCC like TV in areas all over the county to ensure that people are protected and that and that it's well acknowledged that this system helps, like, and it helps the fight against the criminals, although at times it can't be used, but at least it's a deterrent. And when the councillors sit down and listen to that and say, all right, thank you, that's all right. I mean, that's, that's wrong, like. Because, well, we are, we are, the councils were always funded from central government, and, and now that they seem to have departed from that with the local property tax, and, and everything is local property tax yeah. and all the others. But sure, that's... Be, but there's a, the reason they haven't the funding is because funding has been withdrawn from central government, and that's it. And sure, they just need more money. But Christy, have the councils any clout at all? Are they yeah, only going the to sit down and, and listen being yeah. dictated to? Yeah. But they seem to just sit down and listen, as Tom says, and, and, yeah. and go along with it. It looks yeah. like as if they're only there for this, if rubber stamp 
budget. And even go, even going back to the, the councillors, we'll say in the run up to an election, as you mentioned, they have they announce money for this, that, and the other. But in, in the past year, I haven't heard of any announcements, even though uh, different communities are getting. But there is an election coming up. But like I don't hear hear uh, politicians taking credit for anything now because there is an election. Well, it looks like it. it that should have not they wait for, they wait for yeah. the election a few the only, the the only thing we have now is that arguing about where to hold them dairy meetings. It didn't, uh, Councillor Carey didn't kick the bucket there last week about he, he actually kicked the bucket, but kicked the gentlemen, uh, of the uh, pram uh, over if the location of the meeting. Gentlemen, gentlemen, if you could pick a taste, I'm back to Brendan and Carrie Spillane, who would it be? I didn't hear you giving any name. Tom Ryan, maybe. If you could pick a taste, who would it be? Well, we did. We yeah. spoke about the advisors and the no, need for them. No, we did. Well, I said John McGuinness would make a good T-shirt. T-shirt, good. Yeah. I uh, think. Christine. I think, to be honest, looking at all the parties, they're very, they're very low on leadership quality. But that's not the question. Because answer the question, Christy. <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we 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 have we have only a choice of so many. There's a there, like yes, to be honest, yeah. I can see leader in many of them. Picking a team. So you. you know? Well, I'll tell you, yeah. I have I have great admiration for one TD, and he's he's Michael Collins in in West Cork. Yeah. Well, I think he's a great, a great operator, and he he's a great man. He works for his people. He he has he has nearly sixty buses sent to sent to Belfast for operations. People are not for operations. Yes, I agree with you. And, and 100%, he, he, like yeah. he shouldn't have to do that. No, he shouldn't. But, but, yeah. but he is doing it, but and he is working on the ground, and he he works for his for his yeah. uh, for his constituents. Now time very well. is moving against us, and I want to quickly talk and chat on the demolition of the home of the nineteen sixty. 16 leader the O'Reilly he was the only one who actually died fighting during the 1916 rising he got shot or died in the battle and a very famous name a very famous leader as well the great O'Reilly and once again we have the builders it would seem moving in and demolishing the whole lot even though Dublin City City Council had already passed a unanimous motion I understand that the the structure should be protected and once again it was ignored vandalism well it, it, it's toggery and vandalism Pat that's what it is and it's an absolute disgrace and I, and, I, and Dublin City Council can't come out of this now with any great with any you know it, it, because it, 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 it the rallies, I mean, in contribution to our history, and he paid for it with his life. And like, if it took that length of time to make that house, uh, like uh, a special, a special structure, protected structure, I mean, it leaves an awful lot to be desired about about the Dublin Council and the corporations in Dublin, successive over the years. But I mean, it, it's like everything else, you know, the early morning job, the long weekend come in, bring in the machines, bull, I mean, bulldoze it to the ground and take the consequences. But there are no consequences, you see. There's no charge for that. He, I, I don't think they can even be charged with demolition there, like, because they owned it, but they probably bought it, I mean, the site, and that was a, an, ob an obstruction, like, to them, and they just bulldozed it out of the way. And that's, that, that's that the first time that happened. But it's a disgrace, really. Shouldn't be allowed to develop it, then? It, it, they shouldn't be allowed to develop it. No, they shouldn't. There should be an objection put in straight away, and they should be clamped down, and, and there should be a... Re and, and in actual fact, it what would happen if it happened like anywhere else? They'd be made rebuild it again, brick by brick, to where it was, and that's what should happen here, you know. But it won't. But Pat, 
Can I mention one thing to you now, and we spoke last week about it, and it was raised and it was a very, very important point. It's this new move now f- for the euthanasia. And it's actually, since we spoke, we spoke about it at Lind last week, but even since last week, it has, it has really picked up the pace now. And there are a lot of different individuals now getting involved and getting prominence in, the, in bringing in this. You know, and I, I was even surprised now even that we had it hit, uh, that we really raised it last week to, and went into great depth about it. We but said that would happen once abortion came in. That was next. Yes, we did as, as well. We said that as well. So but the same abortion movement people are on the same wagon with the same but I don't, is, it, is it the same crew, but it's, a, it's, it's the same culture anyway? Behind yeah, it, but yeah, there, yeah. there is there were several articles now, and even even parts uh, programs about. I mean, last week, you know, so it is. It's on the move. It's on the way. Some people would want to make up their mind about it's it. This, like, it's this liberal liberal agenda now, or whatever they call agenda. it. Somebody the old people the those who destroy the young, the young will destroy them. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You went into say, Christian, no, no, on the topic. I don't know. Are you in favour of it? Some people would say, when you're going old, my age, and a bit doddery and a bit yeah. silly, and we, we have no more to give to society than it is well to give. We only cost to the state. There are, look, there are people that I have, I have seen comments from, from individuals who have seen their would say their some of their family members suffer and they have been kind of calling for it and stuff like that but uh, it's something that that's open for abuse and and that is that would be a big danger as well even if if it like we were told abortion would be uh, would be basically that be to be minuscule the amount of abortions but should they have quadrupled and uh, the same with this they might uh, put in safeguards but there'd be no safeguards it would be open season yeah, but but Christy, in saying that, like, like another aspect of it is that, and it has also now been been raised during the week about our treatment and our our services for our elderly and our ill and people that are sick and terminally living, you know, live now flat to be desired, and even if we come if we compare it to an earlier item that we had in the program about the taxation of people, so surely to God, like we should be, I mean. It's about time that we took a, a stand against against our health services for the aged and for the people with disabilities and people that are in need of of palliative care by the state, state sponsored, state run, and state sponsored and state and paid for by the state. Surely, we our elderly people and our sick people and people that are ill need that. That's not that's not that's something that's really badly neglected here by us as a modern a modern because because everybody's everybody's that's elderly today paid worked and paid taxes and and we're we're all heading the same way. Well, yeah, yeah, and and, and we seem some, to be the for, a forgotten lot in the end of the day. Some of those ones you refer to, Tom, they've got big, uh, huge amount of publicity pages and half pages on this. Uh, Euthanasia, yes, so last week yeah. on the thing. Uh, John in Newcastle West said uh, about who would you pick for T-shirt. He said, I would pick Con Crimin. Mm. So Con, you have a few more fans coming up after you, and I'm sure Con, you wouldn't be much worse than I won't say who Con. <laughs> 
So, folks, it's 11 o'clock, and our sincere thanks to Jason Smith for doing a fine job over there for the past number of hours and a couple of hours, an hour and a half before that as well on the previous programme. Indeed, lucky to have him. And also, our well, thanks to Tom, a wonderful contributor there and wonderful character who has never missed a night since we started. And, of course, Christy Kelly, too would-be politicians who failed to make it, and I'm sure the, the people of the areas are worse off for same. So our thanks to the large number of callers, <laughs> thanks to the large number of messages tonight, and we'll be back again with you on next Wednesday night, 9 o'clock until half past 9, and tonight's programme will be repeated tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock to half past 8. And, of course, the virus business, folks, it is worse now than it has been at any time, believe it or not. The reason so many people are dying, it would seem that people are keeping their distance. They have face masks, and many of them are cocooning and staying at home. So, folks, be as careful as possible, and don't go anywhere you don't really need to go. And in the meantime, take care. God bless. Good night. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westlandwick 102 FM on the 30th of September 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm. Christy Kelly joined Pat O'Donovan and Tom Bryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.